stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. And said, if you can worship me, you will function in this place of influence. The Bible also shows us while Jesus is on a mountain, Moses and Elijah meet him. A significance of one who came with the law, yet uh, another prophet who, you know, uh, did great works. Amen and amen. Now, remember I said we're looking at the mountains of influence. Now, when we talk about the mountains of influence, I want to make mention of this. This is the origin of uh, the teaching of the mountain of influence. All right. By the way, allow me to explain that especially this topic on the mountain of influence is not necessarily a, uh, a doctrinal message or a fundamental message, part of the doctrine of Christ. However, the body of Christ has come to receive this teaching as a revelation. Amen and amen. So now, where did the idea of the mountain of influence come from? It was first coined in 1975 by two great founders. Number one, there was a founder by the name of Bill Bright um, and another founder by the name of Lauren Cunningham. Okay, these were great missionaries and great founders. Now, what had happened is that on one occasion, they met together. All right. They met together and they both decided to share a dream that they had. And when they shared that dream, they realized that both of them had the same dream. Okay. Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright both had the same dream. So they were sharing and they were saying, oh, I had this dream. And the Lord was communicating this. In the same way, the other colleague shared the same thing. He says, that's exactly what the Lord was communicating to me. And as they shared what was being communicated, they came up with a revelation which is known as the mountain of influence. Amen and amen. Showing us that in the last days, the saints of God need to reach to a place where there is influence in different and so many spheres. Amen and amen. This is something that will aid people to walk in dominion and also carry out the will of God. So the mountain of influence is a revelation. However, the body of Christ has come to accept this revelation as authentic. Amen and amen. By the way, I must make mention, even though you want to do your study, you want to do your research, you will find a sect of the body of Christ reject this. And uh, they have their own reasons. But, well, 
that's for them to disagree. Glory to God. Now, so why do we agree that this message is authentic? Revelation chapter number 5 and verse 10. We are agreeing through scripture. The Bible says, And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign in our homes. We shall reign in Kawata. It says we shall reign where? On earth. It simply means our scope of influence should be over the earth. Anything that we should touch on earth, we should have influence. Amen and amen. And this is coming from the book of Revelation. It says, he has made us kings and priests. Kings carry out the mission. Priests receive the vision. So when priests receive the vision, they will carry out the mission. And when they carry out that mission, what is known as reigning, there is dominion that takes place over the earth. Hallelujah. So it's very, very necessary that we have influence over the earth. It's very, very necessary that we have influence over the world. Amen and amen. You'll get to study something or even understand that the world has got different root words. And one of the root words for the the word world comes from a Greek word known as cosmos. Now, this word cosmos is simply a system. Alright, when we talk about the world, we're talking about something that has a system of governance. Amen and amen. Now, if the Bible tells us to have influence over the world, then we really need to uh, pay particular attention what is taking place in the world. Because if there is a system that is contrary to what the believers should walk in, then we might have a very tough time carrying out the will of God. In Romans 12 and verse 2, the Bible tells us something about we. It tells us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, don't follow the pattern of this world, but be changed by the transformation of your mind. It shows you that the world itself has a pattern. In the same way, the word of God has a pattern. So it tells you to be changed by the word of God. Now, why does the word of God change you? It changes you so that you can change the world. Amen. You are changed to change. So if you are not changing by the word, you might be changing by the world. Why do we agree to this message being authentic? It's because Jesus told us himself and said, we are the light of the world. We are the light. In short, A light is something that gives guidance and direction. Without light, you cannot move. Without light, you cannot progress. Without light, you cannot see what is true. Without light, you cannot prosper. Yet the Bible is saying, we, the church, are the light of the world. And so, we need to talk about influence in this world. 
Now, of course, it's a call for us to influence this world. But also, one of the reasons we also need to agree to this message is because there is something in the world. 1 John 4 verse 4 tells us, greater is he. Isn't that so? You are children of, uh, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Have overcome who? Okay, let's go further. It says, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now, who is in you? Who is in you? Wonderful. You said God is in you. But remember the Bible also says not only is God in you, the Bible is showing us there is a he that is in the world. There is a he that is in the world. Ha. So that means if we don't stand to influence and change the world, the he that is in the world will change things. Now we need to get to a place and ask, who is the he? Hey. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the what? The spirit of the world. The world has a spirit. In short, whatever governs the world is governed by spirits. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know things that we have been freely given to us. This simply means in us, yes, we have the Holy Spirit, but in the world there is a certain spirit. It simply means whatsoever happens in the world is influenced by certain spirits. And if we don't come to a place and take our stand and rule in this world, it simply means the spirit of the world will govern. And when the spirit of the world governs, he will touch many arenas, including business, including economies, including (laughs) nations, whatsoever. As long as it's part of the world, if we don't do anything about it, the he, the spirit of the world, will be at work. So, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to reveal? I'm trying to reveal to you that certain things, most of the things that happen in the world really come from a place. Really come from a certain influence. That's why in Ephesians 2 verse 2, it even gives us a clearer picture of what happens. You you think people just rebel just like that. People don't rebel just like that. People don't just have behaviors like that. Of course, in their minds, they consider it to be normal, but this comes from spiritual influence. And the Bible tells us, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Then it goes on to say, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So disobedience is sponsored by a spirit. It's telling us that there is what is known as the prince of the the air. Obviously, the air is symbolic for an atmosphere. That's why you will notice when you go to certain places, have you noticed certain places are influenced by certain behaviors? 
certain locations. We don't even want to go further and go to maybe uh, countries out there. If we just come to Lusaka, if you say, okay, go to Chivolia, you will know there's a certain behavior you'll find in Chivolia. Whether you, sh- if you shift there, you might become just like them again. Why? Because there are certain spirits that influence there. That's why you will notice that the Drug Enforcement Commission will not necessarily go to Kablonga. It will go where? Shivalia. When you go to certain locations, there is serious prostitution. Serious prostitution. Amen and amen. Certain locations, there is serious theft. Other locations, no development. Spirits. Amen and amen. Go to certain areas. I'm told there's a certain place in, in, in other parts of, 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 of in the western part of Zambia that when you go there, you need to pray. Because of witchcraft. Amen and amen. I've had the privilege to go and preach in certain areas of Zambia. And I will tell you, ministering in different parts of the country is not the same. It's not the same. What is a demon from Kablonga? Hallelujah. Nothing at all. But there are certain places when you go that side, you will notice there, <laughs> there is serious opposition. We once went to, is it Mwembeshi? Yeah. We once went to Mwembeshi to preach the gospel. And we went with a team. You will be shocked what we experienced. Amen and amen. <laughs> I'm tempted not to say, but yeah. But we experienced things. People fell into sleep, but they went to preach the gospel. Who's holding you? I'm like, all right, very interesting. So what I'm trying to say is that areas are influenced by spirits. That's why if we accept to take influence over the world, it simply means, number one, we are fulfilling our calling, and number two, we are destroying or limiting the work of the enemy. That's why... Second Thessalonians describes the church as the ones that resist the lawless one. Glory to God. So, when we influence, not only do we mold the world, but when we influence, we restrain. Remember the Bible tells us that this Antichrist will only be made manifest when the restrainer has been taken away. The restrainer. The restrainer is a body. It's us. It's not one person. It's us. That's why we need to reach to a place where we have great influence. Now remember we're talking about the mountain of influence and we also call it the 7M mandate. This simply means 
there are seven mountains that we need to influence to ensure that we mold the world and also ensure that there is restraining authority exercised over the spirit of the world today we're going to look at the first mountain the first mountain that we need to have influence over is what is known as religion you can write that down the first mountain is what is known as religion now religion is really a great mountain of influence because many people have a form of spirituality in this world as human beings or as people we are all wired to worship we are all wired to worship but even though we are all wired to worship it's just our object of worship that differs among us many people but at, but at the end of the day every human being is a worshipper amen and amen even those that declare that there is no god they are simply declaring themselves as idols you worship themselves amen and amen now religion is so important because it shapes the spirituality and belief systems of many people and if religion can really be looked at in a very uh serious way then we can shape the world you know a better way seeing that we are the light of the world i'm going to give you how religion really <laughs> has the capacity to change belief systems and how people handle certain things there is a certain sect of religion that are known as mormons these people are not allowed to drink tea they are not allowed to drink coffee and they are not allowed to take alcohol now you'll be in, you'll be shocked that some people who describe who subscribe to such religions have serious followings Have you ever heard of a religion by the name of Sikhism? Not many of you have. But it's got over a million of followers. There are quite a number of religions altogether that people would subscribe to and there are so many people that are following. They they subscribe, they worship. In fact, if you were to check the statistics out of 7.6 billion Christians are only 2 billion. This simply means 5 billion. Hey. That's scary. If from 7.6 billion Christians are 2 billion, Islam is 1.9 billion. It's not in the millions. It's in the billions. Hinduism is also in its billions. Then we have the other religions. Doesn't that simply mean 70% of the world is lost? So what are we doing when someone says take the great commission seriously? 
Religion is so powerful, it influences how people are going to act. Even though we talk about Christians being part of the two billions, some denominations, hey, <laughs> they should be shifted to another. It's quite interesting that when you look at some sects of religion, there are certain religions and sects of religions that do not allow people to receive medical treatment. That's why you, 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 you'll be shocked that when it comes to even what was known as the vaccination and whatsoever, it's not just the believers who are fighting. There were other people because of their religion. Don't, they don't receive. Even here, there are some which don't receive blood donations. Why? Religion has the capacity to shape your belief system and shape how you are going to act. Hallelujah. There are some religions and denominations that refuse modern technology. Members of the Amish religion do not accept electricity or telephones. But this is this is this is what is happening. I once saw a documentary of a man who decided because he wants to please his God, he was going to raise his hands. And when I watched that documentary, that man had raised his hands for quite a long time. As it stands, he can't put them down now. He says, this is my worship to my God. He's already in mode of worship. Lift your hands. Now, I really want you, I really want us to see something because the influence of religion shapes values. The influence of religion shapes rights, human rights. The influence of religion shapes policies that are going to be made by people. The influence of religion will shape conflict or peace. Hallelujah. There are certain religions, because we know Zambia is a Christian nation, there are certain values that we hold. That's why when certain things are done in the United States of America, yet are done in Zambia, we'll say that is a taboo. We don't do that here. We are a Christian nation. Steve, Musia, Musia Adam. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you, they'll arrest you. Amen and amen. That's what religion does. It shapes your values. Meanwhile, other religions, they are shaping human rights. Human rights, like you can do anything you want. There are certain religions which now, after they've shaped your human rights, your human rights are too extreme that you can do anything that you want. You can change your sex. Imagine going to a person and say, who was once a guy? Ha! Huh? And then you're saying, I, I felt something. There was a conviction. 
in the name of human rights. That's what religions do. And that's, that's, that's a very dangerous place to be in. Remember, imagine if now everyone is just changing sexes. Then our children, our future children are in trouble. Yes, you, you married properly, you married a male. But your child will end up marrying a male again with female parts. That's why we need influence in religion and show them light so that we may shape values correctly, so that we may shape policies correctly. There are certain things that are taught in schools because of certain religions. Certain syllabuses that are brought. I once saw a documentary of a certain syllabus that was influenced to teach people on Satanism. Satanism. And to others, it was accepted. Why? Because Satanism was their religion. There are people who say, I'm a proud Satanist. But thank God for religion. You can't, if you, in, in Zambia or in Nigeria, if you say, I am a witch, they'll kill you. Why? It's their religion has the capacity to really shape society. And that's why we need to come to a place where we influence the arena of religion. Now it's quite interesting where you where you get the Latin word, where, where you get religion, it comes from the Latin word religal. Now, this word religal from the Latin translation simply means to bind again. Showing us that's what religion has the capacity to do. It can either bind you correctly or bind you into bondage. So there are certain subscriptions to certain religions. They are part of that religion, but they are in bondage. Yet, the true and correct spheres of religion, once they are subscribed to correctly, they are not necessarily bound into bondage, but really bound to their maker or their, their deity, their God. So, if we need to influence the mountain of religion, we have to first come to a place to understand our responsibility here on earth. Saints of God, collectively we are known as the sons of God. Collectively we are known as kings and priests. We are known as kings and priests. Who made us kings and priests? It's the Lord Jesus. That's why we call him the King of Kings. Alright. Now, whilst we are actually walking in this capacity of being a son of God, being a king and a priest, and uh, many other things, we need to understand that we have a responsibility to influence religion correctly. Why? Because there are certain people who are bound in other religions, obviously because by virtue of of, of um, location or environment. There are others who are just, who are just born, boom, 
bado mosque they didn't do anything about it <laughs> but don't have the opportunity to hear that there's a man by the name of Jesus who came on the face of the earth to restore the identity of men and reconcile them back to God some don't know that amen and amen that's why whilst we are laboring in the gospel of Christ we have two major spheres under religion that we need to influence number one, we need to influence people within the church that's why you're here number two, we need to influence people outside the church we have a call to influence people both within and outside the church Now when we talk about a call to influence people outside the church this ministry is known as the ministry of reconciliation When we talk about influencing people within the church this ministry is known as the ministry of perfection or edification And we're going to go deep into this Let's start with the ministry of reconciliation The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians that we all things are passed away and behold all things have become new why because we are a new creation isn't that so now after god made us a new creation the bible tells us that he gave us the ministry of reconciliation he gave us the ministry to go and win souls it is god's agenda to have souls saved Isaiah 45 and verse 22 NLT NLT Look at this it says let all the world look to me for salvation this is God for I am God there is no other God is saying the whole world let all the world let the whole world look to me for salvation me elohim i am the god i am god and there is no other meaning if anything stands in the place of elohim and says i am a god that is a false god and god is declaring i want the whole world some people like to think no god doesn't want the whole world he's just chosen a number of people all together no he wants everyone saved That's why he's saying let everyone look to me for salvation. I am the God. I am the only God. Amen and amen. But for people for the world to look to God for salvation, there must be a preacher. And the preachers are not on are not in heaven they're on earth the preachers are right here the preachers are sitting on what chairs that's right now think about it let's 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 okay let's first read second corinthians 5 verse 20 It says so we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. 
We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Remember God in Isaiah was saying, let everyone look to me, right? Now, for everyone to look to him for salvation, he needs to send preachers. And the Bible tells us that we now, be, God has made us ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. So what we do is that when we preach the message of truth, when we preach the message of salvation, what we are doing is that God is pleading through us. He's saying, come to me, come to me, come to me. Yet someone is preaching, but it's God who's saying, come to me, come to me. We plead on behalf of God and we say, be reconciled to God. And when we do this, you need to understand that anytime somebody follows Jesus, anytime somebody comes to God, God reconciles you to himself so that he can transform you. God asks you to follow him so that he can make you. That's why Jesus talked to his disciples and he says, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. You don't follow without transformation. You don't follow without being made. That's why when you follow and you are made, the Bible says, as many as received him. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. So you become. You are made. That's why even the book which we read in Revelation 5 verse 10 tells us we have been made kings and priests. Meaning you were not like that before then. You were not like that. You were slaves. Yes. You were slaves. We were slaves before that. That's why have you noticed? (laughs) That's why have you noticed in the Old Testament, because of that nature of us not being in sonship, us not being in priests, we had to go to someone to pray to God for us. We had to do that. We had to offer sacrifices. But now that God has made us his son, he's opened the way for us to enter the throne room of God and say, my God, I'm here to receive grace. I'm here to receive mercy. Your son, whom you dearly love, is here. That's why the first temptation that came on Jesus was, if you are the son of God, because that's what he came to make us, sons. If you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. After Jesus did his work, he spoke to the disciples and his people and and says, tell them, I have gone to my father and your father. Coming to God is a change in reality, is a change in who you are. Yes, you can have the same hairstyle, you can have the same eyes, same features all together, but there's something within you which is not the same. Glory to God. I once gave an, an illustration of a, of, a, of, a, of a Sprite bottle. In one bottle I had put Sprite. In another bottle I had put water. And I said, have you noticed? These bottles are the same, but the content is different. It's different. Yes, in the same way, when we come to God, our container may still look the same. But don't worry, it's not the same forever because the Bible says when Jesus appears in the radiance of his glory, we will all be changed. Our container will change. Glory to God. That's why we need to come to a place and understand that A, above all, we are soul winners. 
we are remember you need to understand whenever you are made and i said this whenever you are changed you are changed to change it simply means don't stop at being changed and sit down no go to other places it is to disciples that jesus said go and make disciples so jesus made disciples and he says you disciples make disciples amen and amen so now that you are born again what do you need to do win souls now that you were won to christ what do you need to do win to christ it should be forbidden for you to go back to heaven without winning somebody forbidden okay just imagine if jesus comes in 2 minutes is ankara bunch for you no we thank god you're going to go to heaven but what are you going to carry to declare that i was an ambassador huh this is where now we need to become radical and say okay i need to do something and it has got nothing to do with your personality preaching the gospel has got nothing to do with your personality no i'm naturally quiet no what no that's why jesus also chose different personalities he chose a doubt in thomas he chose a judas he chose a peter all these had different personalities but even though they had different personalities he all told them go preach and the bible says when they came back they said yes demons are even responding they are saying hey this is this is this is dangerous they they had a testimony despite different personalities anakamba pochan bathromeo mo bible ah yes why because we are seeing avena peter at least they are writing books at least when a thomas they would, they would, they would you know at least doubt here and there you, you would see them we see judas 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 he was a, he was an he, it's just sad that he took my profession accountancy he was an accountant yet he was noisy when jesus wants to do something you say ah but he, shouldn't we give to the poor when jesus wants to do this ah but shouldn't we this 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 who's going to betray you lord is it me is it judas was noisy but there was avena bathromeo yet the bible tells us they also testified that god is doing things so stop using your personality as no 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 you need to be a preacher you need to share the gospel if you say i can't share the gospel because this is how i am no it's how you are now but that's not how you should be change So God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We need to influence religion. If statistics are showing us that uh if statistics are showing us that there's only 2 billion Christians in the world, then we need to have a lot of work to do. There are certain places I would go to. Okay? Go to the go to maybe some compounds. You will be shocked. You go on a Sunday that on, in, in certain compounds it's like there's it's like there's a holiday everyone is moving around ah, like aren't people supposed to be in church amen and amen aren't people supposed to be in church aren't people supposed to obviously know God and even just worship him you will find that attendance 
outside is greater than attendance inside. So we need to do something about it. There was one day I was touched. I was passing, I was driving through a certain place and I saw a, uh, a certain bar. And I saw cars. BMW, shan, 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 shan. I said, ah, why should cars be so many at bars than at church? I said, no. Lord, these are our kingdom finances. We win them for you in Jesus' name. You need to reach to such places. When you go to such places, when you look at someone, he's drunk and declare evangelist, evangelist. <laughs> now you're going to be drunk in the Holy Spirit. We pray for you. You need to win souls. The challenge with us is that when we see people, we want to look at them with a different eye altogether. When we see someone is in the world or perhaps someone is lost, when we look at them, we say, ah, but right seat of Satana in hell. No. If you had looked at some of us many years ago, you would say, hey, this one, chief spokesperson of the devil. <laughs> but then today when you look at us, you see they're even calling us angels. Hey. <laughs> Uh, and if we were to say, if, if you were to talk to us back then, you not angels. Amen and amen. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> amen and amen. Somebody say, I must win souls. Yeah. Now there's a blessing in winning souls. Proverbs 11 verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is doing what? Is what? Can we read it inversely? Or can we read it uh, uh, the other way around? He that doesn't win souls. It's you who said, it's not me. (laughs) I I didn't say that. (laughs) He who wins souls is wise. Daniel 12 verse 3 describes the blessing of the wise or the blessing of those who win souls. Those who are wise shall what? Shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness will shine like stars forever and ever. Hey! It simply means you're not doing a free job. When God has called you as an ambassador and you're winning souls, you are on payroll. And it's not free. It's not just for free. Ah, no, I just love you. But yes, you can do it for free if you want. But even though you do it for free, God will not allow you to go free. That's why he's saying, those who are wise, they shall shine like the brightness of the feminine. It simply means reach to a place where you win so much souls, so much that God blesses you that they begin to suspect you like a satanist. Why are they suspecting you like a certain is, ah, why does Deacon Samuel have seven cars? Who did he sacrifice? He says, no, I didn't sacrifice anyone. I want souls. That's my job. Says, turning many to righteousness, you will shine like stars forever and ever. Glory to God. So there's a blessing. Now, this simply means it's God's desire, really, to have souls saved. That's why he's the one doing the rewarding. That's why he's the one lifting you to shine. 
He wants souls to be saved. He knows. He wants everyone. He demands for every life. That's why we need to come to a place where our mindset is souls, souls, souls. I must win them. I must win them. I must win them. Remember Jesus once said, there are sheep that are not in this sheepfold. I must get them. It simply means there are certain people that we need. There are certain people that we need. Because they will do great works in the kingdom of, in the kingdom of God. That's why you will be shocked, especially in these last days, some of the people that you will be seeing, some people who you consider to be worldly, pa, will just suddenly change, pa. You, you will remain listening to their songs, them they have changed. Wasaraweka. <laughs> They've changed. And they'll be vessels of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So there's a blessing in winning souls. But then let's, 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 let's get to, to, to do something here. I want, I want us to, I want to throw out a question and you will help me by the show of hands. How many of you would like to win souls with a show of hands? How many of you genuinely would like to win souls. Wow. I've seen almost every hand. I'll go to the next question. How many of you know how to lead someone to Christ? Raise your hands. Okay. So hands have dropped. Amen and amen. Uh, can we add another one? How many of you have won souls to Christ this year? Close your eyes and raise your hands. I should have closed my eyes as well. Now, I'll show you this. There was, in the first question, there was a serious willingness for everyone to win souls. When I said, how many know how to win souls, there was a reduction in number. When I said, how many have won souls this year, there was a serious reduction in number. So serious. And this now confirms the word of Jesus in Matthew 9 verse 37 that the harvest is plenty but laborers are few. There are laborers who are willing but laborers who are actually working. He says the harvest is plenty but laborers are a few. It simply means everyone wants to win souls but not everyone is winning souls. Or maybe let me put it this way. Everyone wants to win souls, but very few are winning souls. In short, very few are working. This is to show you that when we come to the work of God, when it comes to winning souls, it's work, it's labor. It's labor. He says the harvest is plentiful. And it's very true that right now we've got 5 billion people who are subscribed to other religions. Yet we've just what what is happening to the two billion? Okay, think about this. If we give if if we say Christians are two billion and we say this is a two year project that we're going to make, if each Christian can win a soul each year, how many are we going to be? If each Christian, if Christians are two billion. And we say in two years, you win just two souls. 
Meaning we are going to double. So we'll find ourselves in six billion. <laughs> and by the time we say, okay, one more, so. Means we've won the whole world. But what is happening? Now one of the reasons obviously why people are not committing to this is because their salvation really, the foundation of their salvation is wrong. They don't really understand that they were saved to serve. They don't really understand that they need to be changed to change. For them, salvation is a ticket to heaven. Many of you gave your life to Christ because you don't want to go to hell. They consider salvation as a ticket to heaven. But listen, the Bible is very clear. Give me Philippians 4 verse 20. I hope I get, I've, I've gotten it correctly. If it's not 4, it could be 3. 3 verse 20. Give me 3 verse 20. Aha, uh-huh. what does it say? It says, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we are eagerly awaiting for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says our citizenship. What does this mean? It simply means concerning believers, it's not heaven at last, it's heaven at first. You're already in heaven. You're already a citizen. So don't worry about heaven. No, I'm, I'm hoping I'll go to heaven. No, that's where your citizenship is. NRC did Born of God, NRC of heaven. Hallelujah. Now that you know that you are already of heaven, then it's not about no, let me live so that I should go to heaven. Now start winning souls. Start start expanding the kingdom of God. We need new citizens. When you, we need new t- citizens so that we preach the gospel. We win souls. Saints of God, sometimes you need to test your heart. You need to test your love for souls. Some of you who go to town and many other places, some of you who look at people in different situations, how does your heart respond when you see someone lost? If you look at someone lost and you just say, ah, but now we have then mm, something needs to change. Amen and amen. Wow. And I think what I'm now about to share with you will change because I'm I'm about to terrify someone with a scripture. Proverbs chapter number 10 and verse 5. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. (laughs) He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. We're talking about sons. We're talking about people who are sons. Yet the Bible is telling us, choose what kind of son you are going to be. Are you going to be a son that gathers, in short, that wins, sows, whilst the harvest is plenty? Or are you going to be a son that sleeps in the harvest? To sleep simply means to be inactive, not doing anything, not participating. And Bible tells us 
the one who participates this one this one ah this one is wise but the one who is not participating the bible don't want to insult you it's not calling you foolish it's saying ah you're bringing shame come on you're bringing shame hallelujah why we need to influence this mountain of religion when we look at ezekiel 33 and starting from verse 1 we see something ha huh. ezekiel 33 and verse 1 Now this is the author writing. Now listen to what he is saying. This will help you very well. It says again the word of the Lord came to me saying, uh-huh. Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, uh-huh. When he sees the sword coming upon the land if he blows the trumpet and warns the people aha uh-huh. then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning if the sword comes and it takes him away his blood shall be on his head what does this mean the bible is giving us a prophetic picture showing us the sword is coming showing us that judgment is coming but there should be a watchman in that land who should sound a trumpet and when he sounds a trumpet let him warn that judgment is coming so that the people can turn away from their ways and when they turn away from their ways they are preserved when the judgment is coming yet the bible is telling us when the watchman sounds the trumpet and people hear it yet refuses the blood will be upon their own heads it's their own fault you you've done your job but look at the next verse he heard the sound of the trumpet but he did not take the warning his blood shall be upon himself And it goes on to say but he who takes warning will save his life aha uh-huh. but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any person from among them he is taken away in his iniquity but his blood i will require at the watchman's hand Hey hey hey. Somebody smile. The Bible is saying if the watchman sees the sword coming but doesn't sound the trumpet and the warning is not heard by the people, yes, the people are going to die. But even though the people die, the blood will be upon the watchman because he didn't sound the trumpet ask your neighbor where is your trumpet hmm where is your trumpet far be it 
far be it from you to have a situation where you are in heaven and whilst you are in heaven you hear people cry in hell and they say Frida, Brenda we are here because you didn't preach to us and imagine you are the only one who is here because you are the one who is responsible to sound to them You're the only one hearing them. What happened? Why? So you couldn't tell me these things for church are real. Why? I thought you were my friend. And then you are in heaven. Meanwhile, J two nine eleven, him is just hearing Yelele Mama. Tizahimba Osana. Then you are hearing Kapiembazona. Why, why, Holy Soul? Watchman. Yes. Amen and amen. Ah, d- didn't that happen when Jesus was sharing a parable of, 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 of a man who was poor and was in Abraham's bosom and then there was a rich man. He started saying, please, okay, let me go back. Let me go back. Oh dear watchman, what are you doing today? Where is your trumpet? We know the sword is coming because all of us in here know we are in the last days. No one is unaware. Everyone knows till it last. Everyone knows. Some of you are already having visions. Some of you already know that ish. I don't know, I just felt, I felt a certain agency. No, something is about to happen. But you are dreaming and packing your trumpets. Yet God is saying, sound your trumpet. I came with this message. I came with this message, really, to fire up believers to take so winning now the problem is why some people are taking so winning very likely is because maybe they are not seeing other churches do so but don't win souls based on how other churches are winning souls win souls based on the demand God wants you to do so if other churches are not winning souls and if you need to reach to a place where so winning is every week so be it so be it. If you need to give a platform for somebody to have their life to Christ on your, your media platform, so be it. Some of you have got 5,000 followers, 7,000 followers. Yet you don't utilize that. The watchman must sound the trumpet. But what's my encouragement to you as a watchman and to you as somebody that should sound the trumpet and should win souls? 
my encouragement to you is that don't worry you have been given the power to witness you have been given the power to win souls acts 1 verse 8 says you shall receive the power after which the holy spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem samaria and to the ends of the earth it simply means when the power of witnessing when the power to win souls comes upon you by the way a witness witnessing simply means being a proof producer that god is alive being a proof producer that there is God being a proof producer you become a sign so that people may wonder who is your God and when you become a sign you really point them to your God and they follow him as well when you reach to that place witness in Jerusalem witness in Samaria witness unto the ends of the earth let souls be won you have the capacity it simply means even just with a simple scripture or a message like John 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son just you preaching that message you need to understand that when you preach that message it's God that will convict those souls it's not you trying to be wise and saying lingana kambasoni zamtat No when you preach the message God is convicting that's why he says he is pleading through you pleading through you come to me that's why the bible says he draws men to himself but he needs a vessel so what should you do you preach go and preach what should you do share the gospel yes so winning is work That's why when Jesus said the harvest is plenty and the the laborers are few he says but I want you to pray that God sends more it simply means in the work of salvation it should start with prayer first you don't just go and just go in the streets and maybe you just want to win or whatever no pray declare over the land of Zambia declare over your institution some of you should have radical revival in your institutions they should say that in those days there was a man by the name of Peter Maseka who made Ridgeway campus on fire he declared the gospel of God an atheist says oh my god hey and they realized <laughs> how can an atheist say oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> They came to Christ. Revival. Souls were won. That's why remember of late I've been announcing certain things that I said in these last days God is not using titles. He's using vessels. He's not using titles. So whether you call yourself apostolic membrane of what so over what what uh, it doesn't matter because even today I can say today I don't need don't need no need to call me prophet just call me brother Gomezio I'll work miracles because he's not using a title he's using a vessel <laughs> Some people even get touched we call you your name ni teach ah why won't you tell me teach Don't you know I'm a prophet? A prophet who's not winning souls. What what are you doing? Amen and amen. Yes, the demand to win souls for the kingdom is at hand and we must work diligently. But remember I said the work is outside church but also within the church. 
I must say this there is work within the church. Ah kurinjito. How do I know there is work? I remember I remember a time where uh, we were in church and uh, the the pastor says let's give a closing prayer everyone stood up my mom put her phone down and we started praying she raised her hands to God by the time she said amen her phone was gone. Muchach <laughs> a man finished the service but ended the service in stealing that's why i'm saying whilst people come whilst people are saved they still work they still a lot of work within the church that's why in ephesians chapter number 4 verse 11 the bible tells us god has given us these gifts to perfect us to perfect to build us to teach us so that we may become perfect you we may become the perfect man unto the stature of Christ so when you come to places like this we teach you we perfect you we're preparing you for the work of ministry we're preparing you for the for, for carrying out the will of God you can find yes you gave your life to Christ but still more your mouth still more gossiping gossiping is problem 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 you you don't to preach the gospel you is just uh, I, i'm told that someone says no i've got juice for you and the reply was pour it in my cup <laughs> like you even know how to you know uh, uh, pour it in my cup yes uh, why there is work within the body of christ there is work i'm telling you we need to teach some people we need to teach them how to hear god we need to teach people how to how to teach the word of god we need to teach people how to do there is work just within the church there is work so while we have work outside there is also work here that's why ish it's it's draining sometimes And that's why the Bible says commit yourself fully to the work of God but be strong and do not be moved by anything. It says be strong. Because just within, hey, ungaleme. Why is unabwele ku church? I'm coming next Sunday. Why is unabwele I'm coming next Sunday. Eh, mpaka Jesus abwele I'm coming next Sunday. You are still dealing with people attendance ni problem. Problem. You deal with sometimes people who are very cunning. They will tell you okay follow the live feed they come and they write their name following from Kablonga after they write that they are offline Vaenda <laughs> Others they don't even want to waste that time they know that midweek service is at about 18 to about 19 hours that's when their bundle is off And then afterwards everyone is giving their reviews my 19 hours my 20 hours Vayasha pa And they say ah I missed I. Yeah, I just bought my bundle now now. No. You store you 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 switched it off. Yes, there is work in church. Some people need to be dealt with in certain character problems. Some people need to be taught certain ethics principles. Hello Shadrach Kulikuti. Nile munjira asamba. 
Shadrick, you don't sound like you're in a bus. Awe, mulichabe chongo. Asamba, Shadrick. Shadrick na Kelvin. I'm telling you there is work. That's why if there is so much work, do not be angry at the church when they put a lot of programs. Because they know the time is near. They know there is no much enough time. What do you want? Okay, what do you want? Okay, who in you is angry about church? Uh, tell us. That's what we want to understand. Ndani Muriwe is angry about God. I've never seen Jesus in you upset about his own house. Yeah. So there is work within the church. So when we, when, when we say, okay, we've put for you podcasts to listen to, listen to them. When we say, okay, there is cell meeting, attend. When we say, no, there is evangelism, attend. When we say, no, there is fellowship, attend. It's, it's shaping you. Do it. When we say, come to church, do it. Consistently, there's nothing like no. Okay, I'll miss this one. Do you remember the one who said I'm going to go for next for war next time is a man by the name of David, and that's how he ended up seeing Bathsheba. That same day, listen, David used to go for war all the time, but the time he just said, "Let me rest some." Your rest should not be outside the house of God. Otherwise, the rest will deal with you. Amen and amen. Yes, so we should reach to a place where the church is advancing. I'll be honest with you. There are certain places I, w- I would go and preach the gospel. And it's when, when I notice the audience, I'll was, I was say, mm, there's a lot of work here. Okay? There are certain places. I remember there was a time I went to preach the gospel and I said, hallelujah. And everyone was like, amen. I said, hallelujah. And you say what? Amen. And then the, and afterwards I began to say, alright, we're going to just touch John 3 verse 16. And I know everyone knows that scripture. And I said, for God so loved the world that he what? Z. For God so loved the world that he what? Z. John 3 verse 16. And this is a true story. Another place I went. And I started teaching the gospel. And I, I started teaching on authority. The dominion of the, 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 the power of God. And I began to say. When you look at authority. In the Greek word. It's exosia. Somebody say exosia. I consider my tongues. I said alright. From that day I learned. Anytime I go and present the gospel within a church, I have to discern the crowd. That's why some of you are shocked. When I come to a place like this, you will mostly see me in teacher mode. But when you see me somewhere else, I'm not teaching, I'm proclaiming. I'm not explaining, I'm proclaiming. Because how will I start? I go to other places and I start talking about John 14. And I say... He was in him, in them, in him, in them. Muntu was not confused. In him, in what? You can't. But there are certain places when you know, okay, there is growth. You can now talk about that. 
you know that there is growth then we we'll say okay now when we are talking about uh uh Uh, when we're talking about the last days next time if i'm going to teach on the last days i'm going to teach on the last days using fists next time i'm going to use i'm going to teach on the last days using trumpets you, you get my point uh, but the other places be strong that's why you need to grow Amen and amen. There are certain things as long as you belong to LRC certain things you should not hear me teach again. Planning. You should not hear me teach such such things again. There are certain things I would hit 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 and now expect you to go. Why? Because you need to be perfected to now go in the world. Saints of God there is work great work that we must do and my encouragement to you really is to come to a place where you permit yourself to grow so that you can win the world but also permit yourself to grow so that you can be relevant in the house of God remember the Jesus is building his church. If this church is to expand and grow, don't expect Pastor She to teach at all the branches. No, the pastors are right here. Awe ine sinifu kulibe. Sufuna what? What do you want? Okay, what do you want? will ask you who in you doesn't want glory to god let's rise to our feet